No, you, you said something about uh, an idea that I had about what? Didn't you just... I thought you just sent that message. Or did someone else send that message? What message? About who would win superhero versus anime characters? Did you not say that? I mentioned something like that, like, forever ago. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. Hang on. Let's see. Who just said that? I don't know. I swear I just saw it. I don't know, but I mean, it's a good idea. I guess it wasn't you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, how do we start these things? I don't remember. Uh, we go. Okay, let's get started. <laughs> so right, you. So you read the you read the comic book. We were uh, we we're gonna discuss uh, shock suspense stories number six. Uh, All right. With, uh, all right, an DC comic from 1952. Now, I, I I finally found the comic, and I, I saw the cover. Yeah. And I was like, okay, are we reading some, like, KKK propaganda shit here, or what? Yeah, that's what it looked like. It was very controversial, and uh, the uh, original artwork for the cover just sold, like, two days ago for $840,000. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, this, uh, it was a cover by... Uh, Wallace Wood or Wally Wood, uh, and yeah, that was it. Just set set a record for any artwork being sold for a, an EC comic. But yeah, they call it yeah they call it the Hooded Menace. They don't call it KKK. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, you know who it is. You know, right? You know who it is. Um, there's actually, as was the format with most of uh, with all of the EC books, was there's four you know, six to eight page stories in there and little vignettes. Excuse me. Um, but this was, you know, one of the better stories in there. They got a lot of, uh, mostly a lot of uh, morality tales and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, four, it was four stories. They were all pretty much just like, okay, all right. Yeah, there's a underlining story and theme and uh, sort of a uh, message on these. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. most of them, they, you know, like I said, they're mostly morality tales and, you know, the bad guy gets it in the end or, you know, we, except for the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's usually morality even with the horror comics. So I think this one had a, it had a crime, it had a, uh, uh, a science fiction. It had a couple of horror. I got. I got the 1972 reprint of it right here. Oh, look at you having the physical copy. Yeah, yeah, that one's. Now this isn't the 1952 version because I wouldn't. You'd be selling that one. Wouldn't want to, Well, I wouldn't want to handle it a whole lot. But these ones, even though these are pretty collectible. Um, I'm not scared to, <laughs> you know, to hold it up and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so here's the, here's the cover, and that's done by Wally Wood, like I said, Shock Suspense Stories number six. This is a, this is a reprint, so it actually, these ones are pretty close to the original uh, format of the first ones. So... You got your first story there, which is dead right, and that's the uh, artist in this is uh, Jack Kamen, I believe, as a crime suspense story, and uh, basically it's about this uh, gold digger woman, and she oh, goes yeah. to right. She goes to uh, she goes to a clairvoyant, you know. Uh, a fortune teller, or whatever, and she tells her, "Look, you're gonna get, you're gonna have a man, you're gonna have to marry him, and he's gonna, he's gonna die suddenly. You're gonna come into a, a great deal of money, right? And that's all she wants." She's like, "Well, you know, there's this one guy who's been hitting on me, but he's, he's super gross, you know, he's, he's disgusting. I'm not attracted to him, but if it means money, all right, let's give it a shot." So yeah, well, okay. That story, it sort of had me from the beginning because, uh, you know, it starts off 
and she's there, and he's like, oh yeah, I definitely believe her. This is like my fourth time coming here, and it tells you about the first time. Yeah. Now, the first time, the lady's like, you're going to be late for work, and you're going to get fired. Or something like, well, she said you're going to get fired today. He's like, well, my boss is out of town. I can't get fired, blah de blah Yeah. She then goes to work 30 minutes late, boss fires her, because she was 30 yeah. minutes late from her lunch break. Which, it turns out, it was, uh, the lady's clock was off. So I was thinking, okay, this lady's just pulling some shit. Like, right, she right. ain't a real, like, yeah, she's just pulling right. some shit. Like, okay, believe her. Like, whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you're not sure. You're like, okay, is it is it total BS? Like, is, that, like, is she just, yeah. you know, tracking her into her, uh, you know, the, the future she's talking about coming true or what? But, yeah. And then she comes back again. And she's like, oh, you'll get a job, blah de blah Like, okay, cool. She got a job. I go, yeah, you're, uh, you're doing, like, they make it sound like she's just pulling it out of her ass, faking it, and it's like, how like a lot of those like TV psychics do it like uh I'm looking yes. for there's a guy with a name that starts with an F in here oh Fred yeah you Fred over there yeah I'm Fred they, they make it sound like that there be an F dude here <laughs> yeah and uh so I'm sitting there I'm like okay okay and then yeah the, the big dude comes in at the the restaurant like hey chat with me chat with me like let me go on, let's go on a date let's go on a date and then uh. She keeps going back to that lady, like, okay, what do I do? Lady's like, you're gonna get some money from some dude. Like, he's gonna inherit some money, so uh, then he's gonna die right after. Yeah. And so, he, yeah. he inherits the money from a close relative, she says. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna inherit the money from a close relative. So she's asking, sure. like, okay, uh, I'll date him, I guess. Hey, are, do you have any rich family members? Like, oh, yeah, my uncle. He owns a factory. Yeah. Yeah. So here she is, this whole story making you believe that dude's gonna, his uncle's gonna pass, he's gonna inherit that factory, she's gonna get rich, and then he's okay. gonna die. Which, I mean, we find out, <laughs> it happens, so she, she's, uh, she marries him, she finds out that, you know, he's basically penniless, and he, he doesn't like his family, he's got no, uh, relationship with his family, so, uh, there's no way he's he would get the uncle's money in the first place, right? Yeah, yeah. But now the the lady gave her a specific amount. Was like twenty five thousand or something. Yeah. Oh, and here's something to think about too. You're like twenty five thousand. That's not anything. No, yeah, like nowadays, yeah, twenty like twenty five thousand. Yeah, I ain't did. I mean, okay, get a car or something. Yeah, but if yeah. you're lucky, <laughs> right? Exactly. I might so, be able to buy like a cheetah plywood. So a the median house price in uh, in 1950 was uh, 7,400 dollars. So that nice. was almost four houses worth. So if you take that into consideration, you know that must maybe be nice. A million today. Yeah, but then uh, what? She walks into a restaurant and yeah. wins right forty five thousand dollars. You win twenty five thousand dollars. So then, yeah, she goes home like, well, I don't need you no more. Like, that lady, I got the money, but it wasn't from you. Yeah. So now she's rich. He's poor, and he's, you know, he was, she was, you know, what he thought was she was so above anything he could ever get. And he was so glad to be with her. He's like, well, I can't have you, then no one will. And so he murders her. And he just inherited $25,000. Right, right. And he does die because he goes to the electric chair. Yep. So, I mean, the fortune teller was right. Her, This dude would inherit money from a close relative because <laughs> she was his wife. Right. And then he died. So she was right. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to uh, point out the uh, the artwork on this story. And they're all done. The, the stories are all done by different artists. So Jack Kamen was real famous for what they call uh, his his Buster Tales or Hey Buster Tales, which yeah. is basically you know cheating spouses getting caught or you know like the, like I said the morality tales someone doing someone wrong and end up paying the ultimate price at the end. So she was by the way you know the the lady was was horrible too. It wasn't just the guy. The guy was was. Not great, I, but she... Uh, he wasn't, like, from the story, you, you don't really get to know him on a personal level. He was just sort of 
yeah. fat, stinky. Like he just didn't take care of himself. But he yeah, seemed like a generally right. nice dude. I get, I mean, you don't know, but you don't I mean, get the like, idea he's that he's too skinny. Like, Come on, baby. <laughs> well, know? yeah, he's got that. Yeah, but I mean, it's the what fifties, right? Yeah, so it that's not was... like you know, like you wouldn't see it. Like, yeah, if you looked at it like nowadays, yeah, that's creepy as hell. But I mean, fifties, come on now. Right, right. That was just the way things went down. Yeah, that's the way people met each other. Exactly. That smelly guys come and talk to you. <laughs> that's something you just got to deal with. Well, I mean, the way it was, man, it used to be the bigger you were, the richer you were. So. Well, yeah, he definitely had money for food. Exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> so. Well, so you know, Jack- she was yeah, she was just a gold digging like. Yeah. Yeah, she she well, was just crappy. Yeah, she was. They they show you how crappy she is, and uh, but uh, anyway, back to to Jack Kamen. He was really good. Like for me, his uh, he was really good at depicting conniving people, like people that are scheming and stuff. You can tell it in their faces. You know, yeah. you can tell when they're up to something or disgusted by someone else, or you can just tell that she's repulsed by him. And I, I thought he just did a great job uh, depicting it, and. Uh, you know, especially, you know, he's got, he also does really good with, you know, there's a lot of, like, pin-up-y poses and stuff of the, the girl at the at the beach and that sort of stuff. So they want you to see that she is, uh, uh, she's beautiful on the outside, but ugly on the inside. So I, I, I yeah. thought he did a really good job on that. Oh, no, it, I mean, it was portrayed very well. Yeah. So then, so there's, so there's that one. You got anything else to say about that one? No, I mean, I was just, I was expecting, like, the fortune teller lady, the way it was set up in the beginning, I was expecting the fortune teller lady to be, like, uh, a part of her dying. Like, maybe the big dude and her were sort of in on something. Yeah. yeah. And it, but like no, I... it was just like, okay, yeah, she just sort of worked it out somehow. She nailed it. <laughs> she nailed it, dude. All the stuff she said came to pass. Yeah, so yeah, that that threw me off because that's what I was expecting in my head. I'm like, okay, dude, it's a setup. Like she's getting set up by this lady, but no, 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 yeah. no. But I mean, even if she was, she deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You're a horrible person, and now you're horribly dead. Yep, you get what you deserve. <laughs> All right, so the next one, which is the cover photo. Right, un- right, undercover. And this is the one done by uh, by Wallace Wood. It's got amazing interior art on this one as well. Uh, Wally Wood was really good with uh, very dramatic uh, pencils. Like he he was a master of lighting. If you look like if you just look at the cover, you can see uh, like the the folds in the uh, in the hooded menaces. Uh, I'm not sure how much you can see it, but you know. In his uh, robe or whatever, and her, her dress. Yeah, just very definitely dramatic. a lot of detail in it. Yeah, there's a lot of detail, and you'll notice that he's, it's almost like cinematic lighting. Like, there's a light source, and, you know, like, a lot of times someone's face will be half obscured or something to show that it's, you know, that they're thinking about something or whatever. You know, whatever they, uh, they use lighting for uh, in kind of a, uh, I don't know, like Hitchcock-esque style but you can really yeah. see it in his work and i mean the art was like great on that but i was just like in this cover photo are we <laughs> it... i just yeah i was looking it up and i saw that i'm like this dude's really hitting like this topic i like, guess what we're gonna go into today because this is oh, sort of a big it, thing it, right now like and that's a big deal dude like that's important to to realize when this happened and you're thinking it's controversial now Think how controversial it was then. Oh, I mean, it's always been controversial. Now it's just getting a lot more media attention, so... Right. Well, and they really took a stand on it as well, you know? Oh, yeah, uh, that little, little bit in the back cover, they wrote some stuff on it, of the of that yep. story, yeah. Yep. All yeah, right, they... So what, what, what's the story here? What, what, what happens? Well, uh, there's, a, there's an investi- investigative reporter who uh, is going in and he's going to investigate this hooded menace, right, that's, uh, that's terrorizing small towns. And uh, there's a lady who's 
been known to associate with them. They don't say who them is. Yeah, they they were very uh, right. They were why they 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 worded it very uh, carefully. Yeah, but if you think about it, there could have been a lot of them's. You know, like there could have been any race or nationality or political affiliation or or whatever. You know. So there's these uh, this group of good old hooded menaces that are going to take her out and teach her a lesson. So they well, tie her to a tree and they start whipping her. Yeah. Right. And uh, while they're doing that, the investigative reporter comes up and he like sneaks around a tree and he's watching it and he they watch he watches them kill her. Like I guess they don't mean to kill her; they just want to teach her a lesson. But they, but they end up murdering her. Yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> yep. So uh, he, I don't know what he does. He like snaps on a steps on a twig or something to that effect, and they they find it. They chase after him. They chase him down, and uh, they. Well, before that. Yeah. The main dude takes his mask off. Right, 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 yeah. The, the, Which is the dragon or whatever he is. Very important. And so what happens, yeah, they take the body, disappear. He starts leaving. Yep, a twig snaps. Yep, he steps on a twig as he's bouncing, and a couple of them catch him, start chasing after him. Yeah, so the, the grand dragon rips off his mask uh, because she's dead. There's nobody who's going to see him. And, he, you know, it's this kind of boss hog type character, you know, like, some high-ranking official, but the uh, you're right. The uh, the investigative reporter sees him, and the uh, the rest of the hooded menaces catch up with the reporter, and they start working him over. You know, what did you see? I saw nothing. I couldn't see his face. You know, like I didn't. I couldn't pick him up. Pick him up out of a lineup, and they and they work him over. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. See, he gets out of there, and yeah, they just start. They find him at the hotel he's at. They beat the crap out of him. And he, what, wakes up in a hospital bed. Doctors, got the FBI in front of him. They're trying to, like, okay, yeah, let's, uh, do you know who it is? And the dumbass says, yep. <laughs> Perfect. That's all we needed to know. Out come the guns. And he's dead. And he's dead. He's got, you know, whatever, five or six guys all shooting him in the hospital. Uh. And then they describe, they're like, yeah, so the fake FBI man and the fake cops and, you know, all of them, you know, they had, they knew that he was going to, he was going to, you know, put his finger on the uh, high-ranking official. And they murder him. Yeah. <laughs> they, and this was a, a no-win situation for the good side of, of humanity here. This, yep. Right. Right, and they're, uh. Let me get that little blurb there at the end. And the uh, so then you got the the boss hog guy saying, you know, uh, these people make trouble for us, but it won't last long. They'll cool off, and without an identifying witness, we're safe. And then the blurb says, "Yes, safe, safe behind their masks of prejudice. These hooded, these hooded peddlers of racial." Religious and political hatred. See, there's what I was talking about. Like it could be any them oh, that yeah. they were talking yeah. about. Uh, mind you, they are shrewd and ruthless men, such as the those in our story. How long can we stay cool and indifferent to this threat to our democratic way of life? It is time to unveil these usurpers of our constitutionally guaranteed freedoms. Like that. That's strong stuff in the fifties. That's you know? Oh, yeah, that's, like, not something you think you would hear. In a comic, dude. You know? Yeah, right, of all things, a comic book is right. thrown out. Yep. And that maybe, you know, they had this forum that they could that they could say what they wanted to and it not, it not come up to a lot of scrutiny because it's not, like, it, it's not some... Uh, political publication or anything, it's a comic book for the kiddies. So, like, you can always get away with, you know, well, you know, it's it's 
child's entertainment, although this is very clearly not child's entertainment. Oh, yeah, no, not this. This is uh, definitely some more adult or, you know, teenage-appropriate content. Right, and then, uh, this was before that was a thing that comics ever were. You know, there, there was a, a young adult um, readership, and obviously for this there would have to be. I mean, you look how dense the dialogue is. So, like, oh, yeah. little kids for sure aren't getting it. You know, they may look at pictures and stuff. Oh, no, I mean, there's a lot of words in these comics. Like, there's I almost lost words, interest because right? of all the words. There's too many words to read. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it'll give you a headache. <laughs> but there's not, you know, these aren't smash em up comics like you're, like you're used to. But, the, again, this is one of the things that made them really great. It's also one of the things uh, that got them, uh, got them banned. Like, th these kind of comics are what initiated the uh, Comics Code Authority, which is basically this big censorship of comics where they couldn't, you know, they couldn't have any crime or horror comics, and they, uh, before they got shut down, before they had to shut themselves down, um, there were uh, these grassroots-type uh, uh, organizations, movements, of, like, mothers that would go... And then they would either destroy the comics, or they would hide the comics, or they would take them off the news shelves. Um, so, like, they were they were having a hard time finding circulation anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I can see how some people wouldn't like them. Um, you know, comics have always been seen to be for kids and children, and these are definitely not, uh, yeah, for children. Right. But, I mean... Come on, don't throw them away, douches. This is uh, America, freedom of speech and whatnot. Right, and, and this is even, like, the you see this, this is a good message, but, yeah, maybe not appropriate for, for the little guys, but I don't think the little guys would even really get it. I mean, the fact oh, is no. they're, they're seeing this, this horrible violence and, you know, the, the racism and, and the corruption, but I don't think the little kids would really get it. Uh, but their their older readership absolutely did, and I think it was their way of somewhat flying under the radar. But it didn't stay under the radar for very long, uh, yeah, because there yeah. were, there were Senate subcommittee hearings uh, specifically. They got uh, the EC Comics got mentioned a lot, and uh, there was a, a book by a guy named uh, Frederick Wortham, uh, Seduction of the Innocents, where he was basically he tagged. EC and all the other crime horror comics, but also a lot of the superhero comics for turning children into um, into delinquents. And that's just funny because there's always there's always something that people want right. to throw the blame on: comic yep. books, rock music, movies, video games. Like there's always something. It's it's not the parenting or the children just yep. being brats. Nope, nope. It's, it, there's something else. It has to be something else. Not our Johnny. <laughs> No, not the kid who was kicking cats before he was, uh, you know, able to read. Yeah. No, this comic yeah. book turned him into that. Yeah, it's oh, that whole thing, man. That is something else. Yeah, whatever you can do to shirk your responsibility as as a parent. I mean, given some kids are bad, I get it, hundred <laughs> percent. I know a lot of them. I hung out with a lot of them. No, you kids know, are they're... assholes, man. Some, yeah, some are, some are great and every bit as innocent as you'd want to think they would be, but some just aren't. <laughs> some start out just not innocent. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So this next one, we go sci-fi, right? Yeah, this is a sci-fi one. And I believe, who is this? This is George Evans did the artwork on this one. It's a little different. Um, George Evans did a lot of the... Uh, did a lot of the sci-fi stuff, but he also did a lot of the the, the crime stories as well. <laughs> but yeah, so the, this has got they kind of prided themselves on those those twist endings or the ironic endings. Well, so, definitely an ironic one here. Yeah, yeah. So this is so the name of this one is not so tough, right? And it's yeah. uh, now I want to say this first image that's shown. It threw yeah. me off. When I first started reading, I'm like, okay, what, what's this image about? Like, I don't get it. That first picture where he's 
shooting the guy. Yeah. Okay, like, hey, what what what's the reason for him shooting? They have no. And I honestly just realized when I I guess I have it up right now and started looking at it for reference. Oh, okay, it makes sense now that I sort of went back. I'm seeing it again after reading the story. So, yeah. So this guy, old man, he is some hard, badass, hard ass, no shit taken commander. Uh, his one guy made a mistake somewhere in their loss, so he demoted him. He called everybody in, demoted the yeah. guy, and then threw some dude who had no idea what to do yeah. into navigation. Yeah, so this guy is their head navigator, right? And they're charting a course to the stars, and he screwed something up, and now they're lost. But he also doesn't have a chance to try and fix his problem. He gets stripped down to, you know, the guy that's cleaning the toilets and stuff. Yeah, instantly. Right? No, nothing. And then dude's like, one guy's like, man, you, you got, you're too hard. You got to be a little softer, man. Soften up. Like, one day he'll soften up. One day. <laughs> one day he'll soften up. <laughs> and then, uh, so the next dude in charge, and they're, they're just like, hey, we only have a few months of oxygen left. Like, get that guy back on here so he can find his mistake and we can get back on course. So they got the new guy up. He can't find it. He spends most of their time. They have like a month left. This dude can't find it. Can't figure it out. They're even lost, more lost than they were beforehand. And dude, still just like, I'm hard ass. You're gone. Yeah. Dude's like, hey, we got like a month left. Get the dude back up here. No, yeah. I can't show them I'm soft. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so what? Who does he? He shoots the uh, the navigator, right? Well, yeah. The one guy, the old guy, gets demoted again, or the new guy that took over got demoted, had a breakdown, freaked out. Right. He's yeah. like, hey, we need to get some oxygen. This dude's going to die. Captain's like, no. Boom. Shoots the one guy for, like, sticking up and trying to save the dude. Oh, I'm here to save everybody. blah de blah yeah. And as always, there's this one dude. Hey, ease up. Soften up. <laughs> Soften up. <laughs> yeah, you keep it like I, I just kind of gloss over the soft. Like, they did use that a lot through the story. Huh? Soften up. You know, yep. don't be so hard. <laughs> And then uh, they find a planet that might have some oxygen. Right. And it's got, what, like a hundred times the gravity or something to that effect? Yeah, so they go to land in it, and oh, no, they can't. They're just crashing. They try to escape. They can't get out of the gravitational pull. They get slammed down, and uh, look who's a nice little soft pile of ooze. <laughs> yeah, right. So the hard man is, you know, trying to show how hard he is the whole time. He finally softens up. So he's got this hundred times times the gravity, and then the the, the final uh, the final panel is just the flesh just pulling off his bones, you know, because he's finally gone soft. And that's the big punchline of this one. You're so right, this, yep. this one had, you know, this and the last one. They they didn't have the the, the best, you know, punchline, but. I like the fact that they had all those callbacks through there. Hey, soften up, man. You can't be so hard on the men. And then, yeah. you know, they're... Here he is. Just goo. <laughs> Just a soft pile of goo now. <laughs> right. Yeah, before all of his flesh gets torn off, he's just completely paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah, he's gooey. Hi, right, and then our final story in this little collection of stories sugar and spice sugar mm. and spice and dot 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 <laughs> not very nice <laughs> this i i nope i did not expect the twist on this one i didn't i nope it this one this one was written good it was written very well they do like so they they did their red herring this one uh, on this one pretty good they you actually think so? Let's let's set the the scene. You know, you got this little boy and this little girl, and uh, they they always have to you know go past this this person that you think is an you know like a the old crotchety lady's house and you know, like yeah. she's gonna keep the ball and all of this. And there's and always scared. that story. There's like oh the crazy old lady next yeah. door. She's gonna steal our toys and blah 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 blah. 
but they 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 give they give her side of it as well. Like they go, oh, like she's she's hiding a smile and stuff. She thinks she's, it's funny. Yeah, having a blast, just messing with these kids. Like she enjoys yeah. it. It's a little game. It's how, and you just get that image. Like okay, she's just a fun old lady just playing with their imaginations. Just, right. We're just playing yeah. off with it. Like okay, y'all want to be scared of me? Like okay, I'll give you. <laughs> like she loves it. She is. She's living off this, and that's hilarious. Right. I'd hang out with her. With right. Her. See, they, they get her their ball thrown over there, and uh, they're trying to get it. They're like, oh, no, we have to get the ball. Be quiet. Be quiet. And she's, like, peeking through the window, like, okay, okay, come get it. <laughs> then she, uh, <laughs> the boy's about to grab it. Then she's like, ah, I got the ball. <laughs> they, you know, they're all scared. The sister runs. Oh, man. And then she's, uh, she's, uh, yeah, but, it, but uh, it really does, it, it does a good job of showing how much fun she's having. It shows her smiling a lot and going, oh, these little devils, I'm going to get them, you know. And they're sitting up the outside of her fence like, give us the ball back. She's like, come get it. Give oh, but let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about this this art real quick. This was done by uh, Graham Ingalls. Uh, a lot of times you'll see him sign his name just ghastly. And he was like the king of EC... Uh, like the most, the horrible, like Walking Dead and the zombies and all that stuff. And his was also very intricate and very, um, very dramatic. Uh, a lot of people still, like he influenced generations of, uh, of comic book art artists after this. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can, you could yeah. You, you can see, like, it still looks fairly modern. It looks like modern artwork, you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good, especially if this was in the 50s. That's yeah. pretty yeah, solid. Yeah. A lot of people were influenced by him, especially, you know, a lot of people you see come up in the 70s and then from the generation after that in the 90s and the 2000s, like they all took, you know, pages out of this guy's book and he's he's just phenomenal. Uh, so this isn't one of the ones where you see a lot of Walking Dead and stuff, but you, you, you get some of his his gory when he, when he finally shows the lady, you know, her true form. Yeah. So now, Chris, this, but I had to talk about Graham Ingalls. He's amazing. Oh yeah, no man. That, yeah, we got to get into the artwork of it. But yeah, yeah, so it gets to a point now. It's Halloween time. It is. And she's like, okay, I see them over there getting ready. So she's <laughs> like, I'm gonna start getting ready. <laughs> so they, the kids, get all ready to do some pranks on her. Uh, they put like what water in a milk thing. Yeah, and they don't they like. Uh, they tie a, a walnut to the door so that it keeps on knocking on her door. Yeah, until she opens up and gets it. Now I don't understand the water on the milk, the milk bottle thing. I, I, I think she opens it and spills all over the place. Either she slips on it, or, or she, uh, you know, or there's just a mess for her to clean up. Something like that. Some, yeah, little childish. Got to be some little childish thing. It's not the flaming dog poop bag, which would have been more fun of your book. But you can picture her getting, you know, this is an old lady. You can picture her, you know, you got a big wet mess there. You can picture her. That's what I was thinking at first. I was like, oh, she's going to slip on it, break her neck or something, and then they'll be sorry. Now, see, I was just so confused. Like, okay, what water in a milk bottle. That, what type of pranks were they pulling in the 50s? Because this is, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Well, they're what they're they're like what six years old or something. Yeah, but I mean, you come on, you could. They they managed to create that little uh thing with the shell or the the nut to knock on the door. They can come up with some better pranks. I think so. I think so. This one is a man. Actually, I like the I like the the walnut on the string though that keeps on knocking. Yeah, it's a good and idea. They were. They were hanging where outside of the gate or something, pulling on it. So yeah, it, the, yeah. <laughs> they were hiding out by the gate, just sort of trying to get her attention. But the, she doesn't. She does. She ignores it. And there's right. a little part there where she's like, "Yeah, normal people. Oh, they would drive them mad, but I had a blast or something like that, to that extent." Right. And it's like, "Well, now it's my turn." <laughs> and she starts screaming for help, help. And little right. Johnny. And Margaret, right, come running in like, oh no, she needs help. And then they open the door. They walk in. The door shuts and locks. Little Johnny grabs the door handle. It falls off in his hand. And then she lets you know that uh, Johnny and Margaret, or whatever her name was, is basically you know, 
arranged from the German words of Hansel and Gretel. Right. And she's right. the witch, and she's got her oven open. Yep. Well, they start, they start, when they start going to the house, they start noticing that everything's made out of candy. Like, yeah, wasn't the door yep. a caramel apple or something like that? The door handle? Yeah. Yeah, it was all covered in caramel and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Touch a table, and it's made out of peppermint or something like that, and they're like, what the heck? And then you see her. You, you know, you, you find out the house is made of candy, and it starts all coming together. Okay, so their names are actually Hansel and Gretel, and everything's made out of candy, just like the old thing. And then you get, then you get the, uh, the picture of her as she truly exists. And see if you can see it in there. There we go. Oh, yeah. And it's the true <laughs> Graham Engels, ghastly witch, uh, and she shows her true colors. And then, he, yeah, you know how that ends, you know? <laughs> we all yep. know what happens when Gretel goes down. So, yeah, I was not, was not expecting that. Like, I was expecting some other type of twist, not that. Like, maybe she died or maybe, the prank, maybe like, the prank really killed her. So I don't know. Something completely different. But, no, it's just Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. I don't know if I should be mad about that or what. <laughs> They cheated us. <laughs> you were cheated. Yeah, because I was expecting some crazy. After reading the other three, I was expecting something just intense, some crazy plot twist. Not not Hansel and Gretel plot twist. Yeah. Well, so they like they kind of throw you off because the other three are straight like morality tales, mm-hmm. right? You're like, well, it kind of makes sense that it goes this way, um, but in this case. The bad person, you know, the, the person who is seen by the kids as bad ends up actually being bad. Yeah. Yep. But it's like reverse of the other ones. Yeah, it just it, it threw me off, but not in the way I was expecting to be thrown off. Yeah. So, well, kudos to that one. Thanks for listening to Comic Book Sensei. Check out Linktree slash Dirty Cause. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash capital D-E-R-T-Y capital Q-A-Z to find our Facebook page, our Anchor page, and our Twitch page where I also host some gaming content. And you can click the mall link to be a beast and get yourself some mall energy. Now enough for my rambling and uh, back to the show. All right, so I think we go through and we uh, rate them now, huh? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got four to go through. I'm down, so let's start with... I liked... uh, I liked Dead Right. I liked that one. I liked that one a lot. Um, I would say uh, out of of ten... We we break them down into art and story and that sort of thing. I, I think the art was really good on this. The 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 Jack Kamen art, um, and just you you can always tell when yeah the the faces are so expressive that you can always uh, tell when someone's up to something. And then he like oh, yeah. when he shows the uh, the husband like going crazy and losing his shit, <laughs> like you can tell he's actually a crazy person at that point too. You know, so yeah, I, I, I the the art I'm gonna say is like a is a ten, and the story itself, you know, a little bit formulaic, but that you know they were the ones setting the formulas, so I'll give that one probably a seven on the story. Yeah, no, the art was definitely good. Um, yeah, very expressive. Very, it's it's hard looking at this since it's like older, you know coming from a person who has no real comic book experience and the stuff he has seen has been more actiony superhero stuff yeah. it's harder for me to be like oh yeah this is some great art and i mean it's good and it's definitely very detailed but i mean i can definitely put it up there maybe sevens or so because it uh-huh. just like I said, it's hard coming at it when it's you know old from a newer age and I get it. Like it's like our entire our, our uh, entertainment has changed. Like our so attention much. are you know not not what they were. Like if you watch like an old TV show, like there's a lot of that slow burn stuff, and we we don't need that. Or they didn't need as much instant gratification. You know, TV was still a brand new medium. 
And they were just oh, yeah. moving pictures. <laughs> that whole thing was exciting. Yeah, but in the story, I mean, yeah, good twist at the end. Um, she got what she deserved. She was definitely a little gold digger. I'd probably give that just – I'd give an overall seven as well. It's It yeah. was good. Um, so the, the way they used to do it, uh, the, the writer uh, – Bill Gaines, Al Feldstein, these are the uh, the guys that ended up writing most of them. Uh, the the big editor was was Gaines, but then the you know the the one that ended up writing a lot of them was Al Feldstein. And they would just get together over lunch, and they'd have these things called springboards. They'd have like an idea, and then they would work them out over lunch. You know, they <laughs> they'd go to an Italian restaurant that was across the street, and they'd figure out. You know, so they had, I, I forget what it was, but it was something like eight titles, and they came up with, you know, four stories for each of their eight titles every month. So they had a lot of stories they had to work out, and they, uh, they'd they have a springboard like, you know, the, the Gypsy for Storyteller was really right, and, you know, the, uh, the close relative ends up being her, you know. Like, they have that part of it worked out, and then they would... They would hammer out the rest of these, you know, thirty plus stories over lunch. So I like it. It was kind of like a, I think of it like a, like a Saturday Night Live sort of thing. You know, they they weren't all good, you know, but they're also doing it on a real tight time frame, and uh, you know, like they're they're working out thirty stories right now. Yeah, yeah, they're putting out. A lot, and it's, so it's all, it's good. Like I said, it's not bad, it's good, it's just, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's just, you know, old. Yeah, it's just old, you know. All right. Okay. So about that so next one? Next one. <laughs> undercover. Oh, Undercover. Yeah. Um, again, like, I thought, I thought the, the artwork, uh, Wally Wood's amazing. Um, Ten on the artwork again. Um, the story on this one, I, I liked it a lot. I, um, when I first read it, I was thinking that these were the actual, uh, these were the actual FBI guys, the actual cops that were all part of this big conspiracy, right? I was like, you're not safe no matter what. So like, there's these, you know, there's these evil people in all places, right? Yeah. Before I realized that they were all fakes. You know, like, and that gave me, like, that gave me a real sense of unease uh, that even, you know, like, the authorities, which we know now <laughs> could be true, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm i going to go tens on all of that. Now, I definitely like there, you know, some of these areas with the art on this one, it it is good. Even being old, it, you can tell it's good. Like this, the minor details on this one with like some of the stuff I really enjoyed. Yeah. And uh, the story, it's one of those things like, yeah, you know, like this stuff, type of stuff actually happened. Like this stuff is real. It happens. It's a very uh, controversial thing right now still. Uh, and it's a great message. Uh, and the twist at the end, you know, like you were saying, it's like, oh, well, these guys are actually bad guys. And you think they're good, you know, and that's something that happens a lot. And the fact that that type of story and situation, while very saddening, that it still is true to this day. Yeah. Now, I mean, I'm sure it's not to the extremes as this, like, people ain't getting dragged out to the woods. And at least not as, uh, you know, normal as it was back then, thankfully. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably go nines. Maybe give it an overall nine-ish rating on everything. Yeah, I agree. It was good. It ended up being, like I said, the uh, the the cover art, which was associated with this story, ended up just being such a a, a classic. Like when people see this cover, they remember it. Like you don't forget this cover. Like it's oh, yeah. very. You know, like, what is this, you know, you see this, this whole mass of hooded menaces behind this, you know, this victim, this lady, and, like, it affects you. You get the terror, you know, like, she's not getting out of this. So, yeah. anyway, I, I think the the the, uh, the cover and, you know, a lot of the art just 
gives you that impact. You get that fear. All right. So our next one, our space adventure one. Yeah. What you got uh, for that one? So um, while I like a lot of uh, George Evans' art, uh, this one didn't didn't impact me as, as much. Um, I like it. It's expressive. But I'm going to say on the art, I would give it probably a 7. Uh, the story, I, I thought it was funny, all the callbacks through it and stuff, you know. Um, and you know that he's going to somehow soften up. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> right, he definitely does. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'll say uh, probably a, a 6 on the story, a 7 for the art. Yeah, um, I like that old uh, sci-fi art. I do. Yeah. It, it's it's good art. It, I like I like the way the old image of sci-fi stuff looked. Um, that being said, the rest of this stuff really wasn't that great uh, art-wise, really. Um, at least compared to the other ones, you know, it's sort of basic. It yeah. seemed like nothing too spectacular that really threw it. You know, that really stuck out. Yeah. The story. I mean, it was good. It wasn't like great. It was like, ah, ha, 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 he's soft now, ha, ha. <laughs> like, it just, it, I don't know. I, I, I wasn't too uh, too big of a fan of this one. Yeah. I think I'll probably give it, like, a 5.5 altogether. Yeah. Just because, okay. I mean, it was good, but nothing really stuck out too, like, great with it for me. All right. On to sugar and spice, uh. <laughs> Uh, sugar and spicing. <laughs> sugar and spicing. Oh yeah, that sounds kind of German, huh? Sugar and spicing. Yeah. I mean, it does, yeah. <laughs> so uh, for me, you can't get any, you know, a higher pinnacle than Graham Engel's art. Um, I thought it was amazing. The story. I mean, although they, I, I liked them doing it from the perspective of the witch, and they really do throw you off. You think she maybe is not a bad person, and you, you're right. Like, I, I agree with this. I didn't really, until you said it, it didn't really click in my head that I, that's what I was experiencing. Because when, when, uh, when she was faking like she was hurt, I thought, you know, she's probably really hurt. She's probably going to die, you know? And then they're going to, you know, feel bad or whatever for their, you know, for being little dickheads. But, yeah, they, they did they did trick me with, with that part. Um, so I'll say uh, the uh, the artwork's a 10 for me. Uh, the story is still, even though they did trick me with that, I, I mean, I'll raise it. I was going to say about a 7, but I'll say it was an 8 because of that one point. They, they didn't lead me to, they did mislead me enough to think that maybe the old witch wasn't the bad person. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm going to just cut the story off right before the last couple pages. <laughs> and I'll create my own vision of how it ends in my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a great story up to that twist that was not what I was expecting. Right. I, I mean, like, up to that la up to that twist, the story was probably like an eight or a nine, just because I liked the concept. Like, okay, here is this old lady just having a blast, messing with these kids. She knows the stereotype kids put on old people, and she's just living it up. So I love that. But then the twist happens, and I'm just like, oh, man, you had to ruin it. You could have ended it so much different in my like, in my head. It was going a complete different way. And it yeah. pisses me off that they did it that way. Like, no lie, I'm actually, I was actually frustrated about the ending on that one. It, right, the the Hansel and Gretel part was the weakest part of the story to me, especially like, oh, what you didn't know is in in uh, in German, John is is short for Hans, and uh, Margaret is Gretel. I'm like, okay, you guys are reaching on that's weak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just the end the twist ending ruined it for me. Like if it went out the way in my head envisioned it, 
it would have been a, probably a 10 on the story just because yeah. I like that concept. But I'm going to have to drop it down. The artwork's great. The story ruined it. It's going to have to go to like a seven and a half, eight total. Just be, yeah. and, it, and that's because of the artwork and everything but the last two pages or whatever it is. <laughs> if it wasn't for those last two pages, that'd probably be a 10. And uh, yeah. it's upsetting that I almost had a 10 from an old comic book. All right. Well, that's DC. Yeah, that is our... Yeah. Gosh. It's been so long. I don't remember how we do this stuff, my man. I know. I'm with you, man. Like, it's been a long time since we've done one of these. Last one was mid or around this time in January. Right, and it had been a while for that one, too. Like, there was a gap there, too. Yeah, so, I know you had some stuff going on live. I've had a bunch of stuff going on live. It, it happens yeah. sometimes, but uh, I'm excited. Now, see, I had jumped on to our uh, Anchorage pages where we run the – where I host the podcast through, where, you know, it yeah. takes and puts it on all the other different websites and whatnot. Our last episode had like almost fifty views or listens. Wow! Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and I was like, "Really? On that episode? That was the worst one." <laughs> I even put in like the description, and like we said, "Don't watch this one. Don't listen. This one sucks." Because <laughs> yeah, if you remember correctly, I picked a very horrible, boring comic for us to read. Yeah, what was that weirdo? Oh, it's Colonel Sanders. No, 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 no. It was the uh, substitute heroes. Oh right, yeah. I kind of see. Like, I only barely remember that even. I know it was so bad. <laughs> and we're just struggling through it. Dude, it was it was hard to record that one because phone going off. Wait, it was... is it Final Fantasy? That is Final Fantasy. Yeah. But yeah, that right. that book was so. I thought it would have been hilarious and it would have been funny. No, it was just miserable. And uh, that's my bad. bad. That was it's my just bad. bad. <laughs> oh, man. It's good well, to be back, the, though. So I, the thing I like about these old comics is that you get such... Uh, like, if you look at it as... Uh, see, a lot of it is seeing what life was like back in the 50s. Yeah. Like, you and get a lot... express that through the comics, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, like a time I wasn't alive. This is you know long before I was born, and like you can get a little bit of it by TV, but like it, these to me, it really shows you what what people were like. I mean, not mm-hmm. you know old pictures and stuff, but just the way they called you know American culture was like at this time. Oh yeah, it definitely shows itself in those comics. Right. And some things are some things are universal, and you know they are, are still true today. And some of them, they're just very different. Oh yeah. So now I have to ask, what uh, what would you drink, drinking or reading through these comics? Oh, I don't know, man. That would that would have to be something classy, I guess. I know I always say, you know, whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whiskey. I, uh, something, you know, something straight with a couple rocks, something, you know, old, old man-ish. Yeah, I wouldn't say a martini, but I would say like, a, you know, right? Like not, not a martini, yeah. Right, yeah. Scotch. Bourbon. Scotch is good for everything. Scotch is good for every occasion. Yeah, you know, I had to think about that for a minute. Like, what's a good old 50s drink? Maybe an old-fashioned. An old-fashioned be good. Old-fashioned? Berries, yeah. I could see it. I could see it. Well, and I, I really like the the, the kind of... You can make it, if you muddle enough cherries in it, you can make it almost sickly sweet like you were in the old witch's house. Oh, man. <laughs> you had to say it, huh? Had to say it, man. Uh, see, I'd probably do one of those uh, drinks... Where, uh, you know, like, by the time you finished it, like, it it wasn't mixed right, right? Like, so it was mixed horribly. So, like, the first, you know, three-fourths of it was great, amazing, tastes super good. Like, you can't even believe it. Then that last little bit, that last, like, I don't know, maybe two pages worth of booze, 
was straight up just booze. Yeah. Like, so all the alcohol just stuck to the bottom of your glass, and then you're sipping it, and you're just trying to get through it, and you're disappointed. Yeah. And, uh, right. And then yeah. at the very end, oh, my God, was that a fly? Did I just drink a fly? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then it turns out that was actually uh, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or something. I don't know. I'm just trying to. Weak. Yeah. <laughs> Weak. Just like that, that that last two pages of that comic. Weak. That's exactly what I'm talking about, dude. I wouldn't say you were being weak. I would say, yeah, that's that that last twist. You're right. It's stunk. I'm with you. Oh man. So you have any idea of uh, what to expect next uh, re- next time we record? Oh, you know, I, I haven't thought that far in the future, but like it sounds like you're leading away from the fifties comics. So I think I think we'll do Oh, I'm down for anything, you know. I'm thinking what do you think about a like a real classic so this'll keep it in your uh more in your wheelhouse, but like a uh, a real early uh Marvel superhero, like right at the beginning of the Silver Age, maybe uh oh you know, this would probably be good, is like one of the first uh, Incredible Hulks. Because they, they went through a lot of iterations with him. Like, they weren't sure if he was a Frankenstein, if he was, you know, they had him being controlled by by a teenager. Like, he was just kind of this mindless robot at some points. At some points, he was kind of an evil genius. They weren't really sure what they were doing with him. But I think we should do that. That works, yeah. Okay. It sort of hits that maybe horror, but as well superhero. They, like I said, they weren't sure what they would they were gonna do with him. Like they actually they put out six Hulks first. Like they they gave him his own title uh, right off the bat, and then they canceled him because like they didn't know that he was like they just didn't really know what they were doing with him. Yeah. So and there's so always they, been some type of controversy around the Hulk, like, uh, you know. Who the Hulk is or what the Hulk is? Yeah, yeah. They, they like I said, they were so they canceled his title and then they set about to kicking the entire Marvel universe's ass with him. They made him the villain in everybody's books. Yeah, yeah. So well, yeah, like, in the know, end, it was essentially just him and Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, he kicked everybody's ass. Like he was just their hitman. Like he's not a he's for sure not a hero. He's misunderstood, but like they really like they wandered around for quite a while knowing what they who he was. Yeah. No, that sounds pretty good. We'll do that. Alright, that sounds great. Now we didn't do uh an official intro, my man. Oh, alright. <laughs> well so, come on, dude. Like Should we, we do our intro as our outro? What's that? We do our intro as our outro. Yeah. What I don't. What the hell do we do as an intro? <laughs> oh, hi. I'm Thomas. Right. I got it. Oh yeah. Hi. I'm Thomas. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> yes, and I. Uh, I I'm Jeff, uh, former uh, heroin junkie, and you know, still I, I moderately. I only moderately. Abuse heroin these days. As long so. as it's moderation, we're good. Moderation in all things. I, I was uh, I grilled yesterday, right? So I got uh, I was at the store and they had these two big old steaks. It was like fifteen bucks for both of them on sale. I'm like, dude, yes. I mean, it's originally like it's like half off. I'm like, I'm buying that, and I'm grilling some damn big old steaks, right? So, I send some pictures to people, you know, like showing off me grilling the steak and uh. Yeah, when I'm grilling, I'm drinking. As so one does. I got that first picture with my beer and the fire started. Got the second picture with the steak on the, the steaks on the grill. Third picture, because I did, uh, uh, for the first steak, one of them was for fajitas. And the other one I cut up and did for, like, steak and, breakfast, steak and egg breakfast burritos this morning. So, you know, my second picture with the steaks on the grill with the beer. And the third picture was, uh, the veggies, you know. I, I put the bell peppers and onions and stuff on the grill. Oh, yeah. And there was a beer. And, uh, you know, this was all probably within an hour. Yeah. And someone kindly pointed out that there was uh, three different beers in that picture. <laughs> and, uh, 
I'm the, yeah. may or may not have had a fourth one in between the steak and the pepper picture. <laughs> and, and what did it take to cook the steaks? About 15 minutes? I, I had my grill down on a lower temperature. I had it like... <laughs> All right. Look, I'm not buying the I'm not an alcoholic thing. <laughs> so we could just go ahead and drop that right now. <laughs> I, 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 said, I'm an, I said, hi, I'm Thomas. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, well, you know what? Um, I may have to rethink how I grill. <laughs> I went through four beers in like an hour. Why would you possibly? That sounds like the pinnacle of the grilling experience right there. That sounds like I mean, the worst part is I didn't even realize it because, you know, it's hot. You know, we're, it's the summertime. So yeah. I don't know if you've been to Kansas. I don't know how the California heat is. But when uh, Kansas temperature says it's 92, it's really about 120,000. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of so, degrees. Uh, yeah, those cold beers go down pretty quick when you're outside. Yeah. You know what? That's yeah. cold beer is so good on a hot day. It oh, really. Is. I, I'm not a big beer fan, but like an icy cold beer, like when you just cut, got in out of the heat. Oh, dude. See, that's what I do. I get home from work now, and uh, I'll go ahead, grab a beer, nice cold beer, and I jump in the shower. Have a nice cold shower beer after a day outside in the heat. Now that is like the ultimate. I am done with the day. <laughs> relax mode yeah okay so now i i didn't want to bring this up but when you were just describing that steak i almost wanted to ask you to go into more detail and say it slower because it's oh, okay. it's borderline porn to me right now uh, oh, dude. Because, so jen's had some uh, has had some uh, medical issues so we've had to go almost entirely plant-based diet so right, right. I'm so sorry. What? Like, okay. So there's some pretty good fakes out there. Like the uh, the Impossible Meat is is really good. Like it's good. Like yeah, no, it's not bad. I actually got some Impossible Burgers in my freezer. I need to cook up. Yeah, they're 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 surprisingly good. You know, you know counterfeit. Now, though, when I tried the first Impossible Burger, I was really drunk, so it may have just been like drunk me saying it was the best thing I've ever ate, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to have to retry that because, uh, yeah, I was trashed when I ate that burger. <laughs> but the, the texture is good. Like, cooking it, it looks right. No, like it, it definitely looks like real meat. It has that texture and everything, so... Yeah. So now I had I've, I've had both good and bad experiences. Uh, the Impossibles have always been phenomenal. I thought that you know they're all going to be pretty much the same, and I got this uh, Beyond Beef. It's called Beyond Beef. It looks the same like ground ground burger, and it was horrendous. It tasted like I had a mouthful of chemicals. Ooh. Terrible. And I really because it kind of looks the same. You're like, oh well, let's give it a shot. It was not the same. Man. Yeah, yeah, I know that, like, you know, plant-based options are very iffy sometimes. They are. Like, you got to get dialed into the stuff that's that's good because there's a lot of them out there, and they're not all the same. Oh, yeah, but, you know, that Impossible brand seems to be pretty solid. Yeah, 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 it was good, man. So, I, you know, I do the – I cook the, the dinners and stuff around here, so all, all of those are, are all plant-based. The, you know, the thing that's that's funky are, are the the cheeses, the non-dairy cheeses. Oh, yeah, no, I heard, like, just there's no such thing there's as good vegan cheese. The, but we, we have gotten a handful of good ones that actually melt like cheese. Some of them are real plasticky and gross, but some are almost indistinguishable. I say almost because yeah. you can always tell, but, like, at least they're not, there's not, like, a funky aftertaste or anything. It, like, it tastes oh, like... Yeah. I just scared to try like vegan dairy products. It just doesn't seem possible, right? right? Yeah. Like I know there's always ways of like making you know like a fake meat type of thing. You can, there's tons of things you can do that with, but like dairy, dairy is sort of you know it's dairy. It's a very organic thing. <laughs> like, it's it's a you know it's a, a bodily process for an animal. So it'd be yeah. hard. But especially when you see this, like oh well, this is made out of cashews. You're like. Well, that doesn't sound like a one-to-one -one ratio to anything. Those don't seem like <laughs> terrible things. 
Yeah, but there's there's been some good ones. There's some like like I said, there's some with like that are kind of elastic, like you know, kind of squishy like cheese, and they melt right. And but it's I, I want to say it's been uh, five to one bad to good. Like there's been one out of five have been passable as cheese. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah, no, it's been bad. But like like I said, you got to get dialed into the stuff that's that's actually edible. So. Why don't you just buy yourself real meat? If you're doing the cooking, you know, buy yourself the real stuff. Yeah, yeah but dude, that's extra work. <laughs> like, I know. I don't do it twice, dude. That's like it already takes me close to an hour to do dinner, so I ain't doing all that shit. Well, I mean, you, you Californians and your weird ass ingredients you use that take forever to yeah. cook, right? Oh, I know, dude. Your like, kales I, I, and avocado kale, toast and coconut kale. water. I love the coconut water, man. It's so good. <laughs> I love the oh, coconut water. Man. Not even ashamed a little bit. I love that stuff. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how you can hydrate more than water. Like, they say, you know, it'll hydrate you better than water. What does that mean? Hydrate, by definition, is water. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how can it be more watery than water? Yeah, it's got extra water in it. It's got extra water, right. H2OO. Yes, it'll give you 20 ounces of water for every 10 ounces you drink. Uh, that sounds like a lot of pee to me. And check this out. We yep. did an entire episode stone sober. No drinking. Yes. We did. Wow, wow. 